0: What's up, everybody? We're back with another episode of Questionable for Sunday. He's a little under the weather today, but Khan is in the house. How you doing, man? What's
1: up? I'm, uh, I'm sick, man. I'm pretty sick. It sucks. Uh,
0: are you sick or, uh, of illness or sick of losing?
1: Uh, both. You know, it's it's been a damn shame the past couple weeks having to watch my fantasy team lose. And on top of that, I think I have the flu. So... You know, it's funny, like, when you're a kid, getting the, getting sick was awesome. You get to, like, steal from school and, like, you know, your parents, like, do your bidding for a whole day. But uh, as an adult, it, it sucks.
0: You know, hopefully you can uh, get over your sickness this week and get over that losing streak, get back in the wind calm here. But we're glad you were able to make it on the pod. And uh, we got to introduce our guest as well. Our first repeat guest. It's been a while since he's been on, so we wanted to... Welcome back. We got... It goes by many names. My name is Sauron. My name is the Roger Goodell cologne. <laughs> it's, it's Joe. What up, Joe?
2: What's up, guys? How you doing, Joe? Doing good. Figured it'd be good to get back on the pod, get back on a little bit later once you guys have uh, gotten everybody back on the pod and get another shot at it. And...
1: So, a uh, quick question just to start off. Uh, what analogy do you find more offensive? Sauron? Or Roger Goodell? Oh, definitely Roger Goodell. Really? I mean, Sauron enslaved like groups of men and elves and dwarves?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Joe doesn't get down with... I don't think you can say dwarves anymore, Connor. It's uh, oh, little people. No, I think
1: technically. Oh, okay, yeah, you're right.
0: I don't think Joe gets down with the dwarves, so... I'm not surprised there, but... Little people. Yeah, yeah Joe, we had you on after the draft, so... A lot has happened since then in the season. Um, How how have you thought your season has gone so far?
2: I think it's gone okay so far. I don't think my team is bad, but I've definitely struggled some weeks. Um, I've made some moves to try to a late playoff push, though, and hopefully it works out. What moves do you like the most that you've made to make your team better? So I like picking up Kamara and getting rid of on Bell and making that trade with Tristan to basically pick up, upgrade on Bell to Alvin Kamara. I think, with especially with Breeze coming back, Kamara could have a huge push the last six weeks of the year.
0: I fucking agree.
1: hate that I agree with him. It bothers me.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like I what dare. I said on the pod last week. And, and David Montgomery had a big week last week too, so I'm looking a lot better than Devin Singletary.
2: Yeah, and, that, was uh, a, that was a pretty uh, big game that he had. Um, hopefully Matt Nagy can figure out that Mitch Trubisky sucks and he should give David Montgomery the ball 25 times a game.
0: Yeah, I don't know about that one, but, uh, you know, the, we all like to judge trades after one week sometimes. But uh, so far I'd say that one's leaned in Joe's favor. But like you said, we'll have to see what happens with Kamara. Uh, but let's get to today's episode. we got plenty to get to. We're going to recap week six. We're going to take a look at the playoff picture now that we're kind of heading down that home stretch of the regular season. And then we're going to hand out some awards, some mid-season awards, now that we're kind of at that halfway point, just over it now. Give some MVPs and some LVPs, least valuable players, um, before we break into uh, week nine and look at the waiver wire and give some previews of the matchups. So let's start, as always, with our Recap of the previous week. That was week eight. Uh, let's look at our game of the week matchup first. This one was a nail biter, and it was Jerry taking on Connor. And uh, Jerry's berries ekes out the victory 131.5 to 128.2. Connor, you almost got the Monday Night Miracle from Juju Smith Schuster. I'm sure you're watching this one with much intent. What was going through your mind there in that Monday night game?
1: So uh, I honestly thought it was over before the Monday night game. And, you know, as everyone knows, on Mondays I go to trivia, um, obviously. So I was at trivia, and the game was on in the background because you can't have your phone out, you know, because then you could be cheating. You know, looking up, you know, Russian 17th century literature when you're not supposed to. And then they kick you out. So obviously I can't look at my phone. You got to adhere to the rules and do trivia. Shout out. Anyways, I'm watching the game in the back, and all of a sudden, I see a guy get a touchdown. And I start freaking out. Turns out it was 18 number 19, so it was Deontay Johnson. But then I started realizing that Juju actually had a couple catches. Later on, he got a touchdown. Um, I just I actually texted Joe. It was a little bit after the game. I just wish I never had hope, you know. You just I wish like, you would have
0: gotten blown out on the Monday night game.
1: I wish Juju got injured the first play. Like all of a sudden I was getting hyped. You know, everyone's like, Wow, like this guy needs to come down We're doing trivia, you know, and I'm like, you know, getting closer to TV. I'm like yelling. I'm getting all into it. And then to have so much joy taken away from me, that's probably why I'm sick. So shout out to Jerry. and damn it.
0: Uh, and Jerry's team, uh just two guys really carrying the love for him. Cooper Cup with thirty one point five points, and then uh, he gets Drew Brees back. From injury, Lamar Jackson's on by, but Breeze more than picks up the slack. He gets 24.8. Connor, your studs kind of carried it for you. Aaron Rodgers 27, McCaffrey 25, and Juju Smith 18. That's now three straight losses for Connor after starting five and zero. Now it's sitting at five and three. But you know, like he said, like he's going to hopefully kick his sickness. He wants to kick that losing streak this week, but, uh, Jerry's team. Wait,
1: well, I want to say, you can't just say I've lost three in a row. I mean, and then not having me have a rebuttal. I mean, okay. Have I lost three games in a row? I mean, okay. I can't say that's factually incorrect. Yes, I have. But one of those games, one of those games was a punt. The other game was against Tristan, which I'm still upset about. And then Jerry has a good team. So I don't really feel bad about losing to Jerry's team this week. I mean, he's really been hot the last couple of weeks, and, uh, you know, he's got Tyreek Hill back. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, it's tough going, but I think I'll be able to, you know, get back on track this week.
0: Yeah, Jerry's team has been one of the hottest in the league. Uh, winners of three straight. He uh, is still the leading scorer in the league by 85 points. So uh, just dominance from Jerry so far this season. Um, I think you'd have to say at this point, he's probably the, he's got to be the one of the favorite potentially to uh, take home the title this year. I don't know what you guys think.
2: He's definitely one of the two. I think right now, if I was, like, ranking the teams, I'd probably have you and Jerry at the top tier. Then there's a group of about six teams right after that. So I think he's right up there at the top. Thanks for putting me in the top tier.
0: Yeah, thanks, Jill. <laughs> Uh Well, let's move on to our next matchup here. Let's look at our high score of the week. And that this is a new high score for the season. Hovi's Heroes uh, demolishes Chris eight, 181.8 to 84.6. Um can't say I saw this one coming out of Hovi's team. He gets big performances all the way down the board. All of his skill position players going over uh, ten points, except for Austin Eckler. He gets Mike Evans with thirty-seven, Latavius Murray with thirty-two. Um, just a really dominant effort across the board. Uh, unfortunately for Hovi, this wasn't one of the high scoring team weeks it's for the uh, for the weekly prize. Uh, but just a, a really dominant effort. His team in the last two weeks has combined a score of 313.9 points. And uh, so it's pretty scary to be, to be matched up against Hovey recently. And uh, for the first time this year, the opposite theory between Connor and Chris has been broken. Uh, both both of them taking L's, as I predicted, on the pod last week. Any analysis from
2: you guys? <laughs>
1: I mean, if you can just keep complimenting yourself, for, I mean, what do I have to say? You know, Joe and I can just hang out.
2: Exactly. Yeah, Hob- Hobie's team just basically dropped a bomb on Chris, so nothing you can do.
0: And uh, we'll move on to our next highest-scoring team. That was Ben defeating our guest, Joe, 140.9 to 102.8. It's all uh, good,
1: Joe.
2: Joe,
0: I'll just give you the floor here to uh, talk about your
2: matchup. So, uh, pretty close game, Projected to be pretty close going into that Sunday night game where Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams combined for four touchdowns, basically winning the game for Ben. Uh, Funny story with this, actually, a little bit earlier in the day, after the morning games, all I had was my kicker left, and I had 99.3 points. And I was debating uh, kind of conceding the week and benching my kicker to win the side prize for the week but then it looked like game actually might be pretty close so I decided to play the kicker give up the 20 bucks and still lose
0: that's a that's a feels bad man for Joe that's rough as he just barely goes over the mark there of uh, closest to a hundred without going over and uh I gotta say I, I definitely have a little seller's remorse uh seeing Aaron Jones is putting up big week after big week um since I traded him. Before that Dallas game, he's had one game of 45, one game of 38, another of 16. So I definitely could use a running back like him, but uh, that's too bad for me because I got rid of him.
1: That is too bad. Uh,
0: Let's look at our next matchup here. That was uh, Curtis and Andrew. And Curtis comes away with the victory, 124.4 to 112.2. Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, and Julian Edelman all go over 20 points for Curtis. And McCory with this fourth straight loss, um, started off four and zero. Now four and four, or third straight loss for McCory, So started four and one. Now he's four and four. Rough sledding for his team so far. Uh, I want to bring up a, go back in in history and look at a, a text that McCory sent me. Here we go. Early on in the season after week one. Uh, if you don't remember week one, McCory had Sammy Watkins go off for like whatever it was, 40 something points. And uh, that was when A.B. Antonio Brown ended up getting picked up by the Patriots. And, uh, you know, Andrew, he won one game and then was hyping up all of his picks he made to me talking about, you know, how he got Sammy Watkins for nine bucks and blah, blah, blah. And so he was, you know, talking to me about how good he was and stuff. And then, so I said, you know, I said I like that Sammy Watkins pick at $9. So that was a fair price. And then he said to me, plus I got AB on the Patriots now. Like, come on. This year is going to be a cakewalk. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's probably a cakewalk for whoever's been playing McCorey lately since he's lost three straight. And uh, now is at four and four. So, yeah.
1: Moral of the story: Everyone stop texting Eric. or read them live on the <laughs> podcast.
0: Exactly. You're just, you know, hey, you're providing the fuel, and I'm just sparking some fires out here. Yeah,
1: I mean, I understand it though. I mean, you and I can't be the only people saying dumb shit every week, you know. I mean, we have to bring other people into the fold. So I'm, I'm pro.
0: Exactly. And uh, looking at our last matchup we got here, that's um, yours truly, winning my fifth straight matchup, improving to 7-1 and one with the easy victory over Tristan, 112.8 to 84.8. Dalvin Cook leading the way for me, uh, as well as DJ Chark. And uh, don't sleep on Daryl Henderson, 7.9 points, outscores Le'Veon Bell and T.Y. Hilton uh, for Tristan.
2: So, yeah, I was going to... I was going to say, what is so special about Levi or T.Y. Hilton and Le'Veon Bell? They were both guys I included in the Alvin Kamara trade.
0: Exactly. So, you know, after one week, not really paying much dividend to Tristan, but <laughs> uh, it's probably not going to matter what it does the rest of the weeks. Cause he's
1: Joe, gonna did you put a hex six. on Le'Veon Bell and T.Y. Hilton? Uh, basically, <laughs>
2: like, see, my trades are, like, robotic. I don't get emotionally attached to my players. I just, like, when I think they're going to start sucking, I just ship them off.
0: Exactly. So Joe has no soul. We already knew that. So (laughs) no surprises there. Uh, Connor, I did remember going back to your matchup. uh, Sorry to bring up your loss again, but uh, me and Curtis had a bet last week, Tyler Boyd versus Terry McLaurin and uh, Boyd came out the winner 9.8 for him to a disappointing 5.9 for McLaurin. Uh, You know, I said, I thought Boyd was going to outperform his projection. Uh, He fell a little short. Uh, but still able to get me a victory. So uh, thanks, Curtis, for the five bucks there. Paying for my DFS buying this week. Let me know if you got any more players you like that uh, I can bet you against.
1: That was rough watching Case Keenum get injured and watching Dwayne Haskins come in and be awful.
0: Yeah, that was that was really probably the only reason why I won that bet, to be honest. But, hey, I'll take it when I can. Uh, let's also take a look at our DFS contest from last week. And I believe now for the third time this season, Jordan took down the first place prize. And uh, he had a massive score uh, as I'm pulling it up here on my phone. Uh, I
1: totally forgot. I didn't even look. Did I win?
0: Uh, No, you didn't. You actually finished in last place for the second straight week. Uh, But Jordan with (laughs) 192.58 as his final score, he had Stafford, Latavius Murray, Cooper Cup, and Kenny Galladay in his lineup along with DeAndre Hopkins and Jonu Smith and Patriots D. So a big score there from Jordan, taking home that easy prize of $35, our biggest prize of the season. And we'll be back this week with another DFS contest um, as well, $5. So make sure you send me that buy-in before Sunday.
1: Yeah, I think I got to take that stuff more seriously, to be honest. My team has not been doing well at DFS.
0: Uh, yeah it was a rough one for you connor going with chase edmonds with 2.3 points and larry fitzgerald with 1.8
1: i remember uh, correctly i think i said that wednesday and then forgot
0: uh yeah it looks like it from your score as well but hey you know the great thing about dfs is you can uh, flush that one that one's done and there's a new week this sunday so don't forget to enter the contest there so that does it for our recap of week eight now we're going to Go into a couple segments here. The first thing we're going to do is take a look at the current standings, kind of break down the playoff picture and how things are looking now as we're heading down that final stretch of the regular season. Let's start at the top of the standings because it's me, of course, seven and one, no big deal. Third in total points scored, uh, winner five straight. Uh, no surprises there. I don't, I don't want to, you know, bore you guys with great facts about my team. So we'll move to second place in the standings that's jerry's berries the highest scoring team in the league the hot probably the hottest team in the league a true championship contender 1089.3 total points scored as i mentioned earlier that's 85 more than the second place hovey's heroes so jerry at six and two then we got two teams at five and three that's hovey's heroes and connor connor historic, historic futility sorry so, those are the three and four spots. Shout and out. then in fifth place, we got AMAC. He's a loser of three straight, but still in the playoff race. He's currently fourth in the point standings at 933.5, sitting at four and four. And in our sixth place spot, we got Joe. Ooh. Also sitting at four and four. He's one of what's this four teams currently sitting at four and four. So, we got. McCory, Joe, Ben, and Curtis all at four and four. Spencer at three and five, but pretty close as far as the point standings. He's about seventeen points behind Joe um, for that last spot. So Joe currently holds the last spot on record and points. And uh, you know, as you guys know, that last spot goes into the highest scoring team who's not already in the playoffs. So uh, in theory, everyone is still alive, even Chris sitting at eight hundred fourteen points. The lowest scoring team so far.
2: Uh, Oh, and I was gonna say I had to apologize to someone on here last
1: week. Wait, is this our first apology we've
2: ever had? It is. Last week, I said that Jordan Hazari was mathematically eliminated from getting to the playoffs based on record, and I was wrong. The Excel spreadsheet that I was using rounded nearest percent. So Jordan's actually 0.23% to make the playoffs based on record, and it rounded down to zero. I'm sorry, Jordan.
1: <laughs> so
0: Joe, our accountant's making math mistakes. Uh, a little surprised by that one, to be honest. <laughs> uh, but wait, uh,
1: didn't Eric? Didn't you say last week like, if anyone's doing math that I trust, it's Joe?
0: It is Joe. So Joe, wow, you I, just lost my trust. Go for what going to find a new accountant <laughs> to do my taxes. How did, this even,
1: year. how did you even realize that you made that mistake, Joe?
2: Didn't uh, I.
1: There. I basically I had the cell too small, and then
2: when I expanded the cell, it actually showed down to more than two decimal places. So, my bad, Jordan.
0: Sounds like a bunch of excuses from Joe, but uh, Connor, looking at the playoff picture right now, uh, you know the, the top two spots, pretty secure, I would say there. But those, you know, I would say there's probably you know six, seven teams if you include Spencer in contention for those final. Uh, four spots uh, in your mind. How are you thinking this is going to
1: shake out? So to be honest, I think that I actually disagree with you. You said that there's two spots that are locked and I think there's three. I think it's going to be you, Jerry, and Hovey are going to be um, in the playoffs. And if you disagree, I'll take you a bet. I'll take your money.
0: Uh, no, I think Hovey will be in as well, but you know, okay. you never know what can happen with the record. Well, I'm just but trying to make some points. money back.
1: I keep losing bets to you. Um, <laughs> then it turns out I would say the next, what, five teams, so the four teams that are four and four, and then me, I think that basically that's going to be the big push who can get those last three spots out of those five. And, uh, you know, Ben's team's been looking pretty good. He's on the up and up. Uh, you look at AMAC's team and my team have, you know, kind of been losing some games. So uh, it's hard to tell what, what the future holds, but, uh, you know, I think. Basically, it's going to be a fight between one of those squads. I really think Spencer, I mean, yeah, he's not mathematically eliminated, but I don't think he has a particularly strong team. And, uh, you know, being a game behind all those other players is going to be uh, pretty tough for him to jump one of them. Um, and then, yeah, you, you know, you got Chris and Tristan and Jordan at 2-6. and six, So no comment down there.
0: Joe, how are you thinking it's going to
2: shake out? So I agree with... Connor, that I think basically you, Jerry, and Hobie are going to make the playoffs. And I think Connor has a pretty good chance to make the playoffs, too. I would be pretty surprised if Connor didn't make the playoffs. So I'm just going to put four in there. And then I think the last two spots are probably going to come down to me, Ben, Andrew, and Curtis. If I had to pick right now, I think I'd take me and Ben. But I don't necessarily know for sure. I think those can really go either way.
0: Yeah, I, I think I like Curtis's team out of that group the most. So I think I like him to get one of those final two spots. And uh, for that last spot, I think it'll be really close, but I think I'm just going to go with Joe. Um, Just Currently with that points lead in the spot, even though it is small, slight advantage over Spencer, but uh, I just think his team is a little stronger. But, you know, lots of teams still in contention at this point. You know, not potentially nine teams kind of, uh, you know, in the hunt. Always great to see some you know some great competition in EEIG.
1: And... hey joe i got a question for you mm-hmm. um if you had to give odds for jordan tristan or chris any one of those three players making the playoffs what kind of odds would you give so they'd have to get in on points right right just
2: because it's the points like some stuff could happen but i would say probably like 50, somewhere between 15 and 20 to one 15 20 to 1. Oh shit that's not
0: right. All right. You guys heard it, Dude, uh, Joe Eric, I'll take. Do
2: making... uh, I take? You want to make a bet on this? <laughs> fifteen to one odds.
0: What well, we? Well, each no, have, he, what do you mean?
2: On each, on each one individually. So if you're taking Jordan, it's fifteen to one, or Tristan, it's fifteen to one. It's not all three of them at fifteen to one, but like any of them making the playoffs. But each individual one is probably somewhere between fifteen and twenty to one.
1: Okay. Well, what are the odds if any one of those three
2: make the playoffs? Probably.
1: <laughs> Sorry, I'm trying to figure this out right now.
0: I mean, it can't be that much worse.
1: I just need to make some money back from Eric, so I'm just looking for opportunities. I'm not and the one laying the odds, dude. Joe's
0: the bookie in this case. That's so. true. I mean, we
1: have to agree. I actually think that Jordan or Tristan both have teams that could make the playoffs coming in on points, to be I don't totally think, honest.
0: I think Jordan, I could see Jordan out of the three. I think he'd be the only one. I can't see Tristan or Chris. His team, making. I can't just don't think they're strong enough. Uh, I
2: If it was any of the three, I was just doing some math, it's probably about, like, four to one.
0: Four to one. I think at that point, I would just rather take Jordan at 15 to one. Yeah, seriously. Because I think he's the only one who would have a chance. But, hey, you know, Joe laying some odds. If you want to take it up into Discord, you know, definitely reach out to him and uh, let him know. You know, everyone needs a good bookie, and, uh, you know, Joe's got stacks, so... Go for him. But he can't do math. So Yeah, it's questionable math. So you might want to make sure he pays you outright if you do win. Uh, but, yeah, you know, great great playoff picture we got going on right now. Going to be exciting to see what happens down the stretch. But now we're going to hand out some awards. We're going to give our MVPs for um, the main positions here and our LVPs. Just kind of talk about some guys who have, you know, outperformed their projection for the year so far or underperformed so far. So let's start with our MVPs, and at quarterback, it was a clean sleeper across the board, Lamar Jackson. No surprise here. Uh, He was kind of drafted as one of those low-end quarterback ones, kind of high-end QB2s, kind of on that fringe. And uh, he's been the best quarterback in fantasy this year, so no surprise to see him at that top spot. Anything else to add from you guys on that one?
2: I think it's pretty obvious he's been the nvp at quarterback like there really isn't anybody else in the question
1: actually i will add something i think it's kind of odd how i mean obviously he's a runner right but he's even when he's throwing the ball he's throwing it to tight ends um outside of like the, i guess the first two weeks where hollywood brown went off it's kind of um odd to be honest there's not all you think that the number one or you know, i guess is he number one he's
0: number three i just looked at
1: you think that with the number three quarterback, there'd be like a, uh, a one of those top wide receivers that would be catching these balls. But uh, I'd really say not really. I feel like Hollywood Brown had a good start, but it's falling off.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think we all knew Jackson had that. He kind of had a low or a high floor. It's kind of what he expected him just because of the rushing, but nobody could have expected what he's done passing the ball so far. And uh, I'll be curious to see what he's able to do on Sunday against the Patriots. Uh, but let's move on to running back here. Me and Joe both had the same pick of Dalvin Cook. Um, hard to argue against that one. Uh, number he two scoring he running back. Argue but that. Connor if took Christian McCaffrey as his his boy here, as he's the number one scoring running back. Uh, Connor, I'm sure you're happy with what McCaffrey has given you so far.
1: Yeah, how can you guys even put Dalvin Cook? Christian McCaffrey scoring 4.7. 7- more points a game than Dalvin Cook. He's the second highest scoring player in all of fantasy besides Deshaun Watson. How could you say that?
0: I mean, uh, Dalvin Cook did only cost $46. For me well, I mean, that's true related to the draft, to right? right? 64 for McCaffrey. So I'd say that, you know, there's kind of some additional value there as well.
1: But almost five points a game more. I mean, Dalvin Cook was still uh, projected like a top 10 running back. You know, Christian McCaffrey was kind of a top three. Um, I mean I don't know I just uh, you know draft was a long time ago can I say
0: yeah I don't think you can be wrong with either one gotta say looking at the running back rankings here does kind of sting to see Aaron Jones as the number three scoring running back but let's not spend too much time on my mistakes Uh, let's move on to wide receiver here this is our first one where we each have different players and uh, I went with Cooper Cup as my MVP at receiver so far number two scoring receiver in fantasy I had the Monster Week last week of 31, has gone over 20, three different times. Um, I just think for his price as well, only $19. He's been the one Rams receiver who's given you that consistent production all year, and that was a great pick by Jerry. He's really carried his team. Uh, Connor, who do you like for your wide receivers?
1: I'm taking one of Joe's players, Chris Godwin, who uh, I think he, a lot of people before the season saw Mike Evans as the dominant force in Tampa Bay. And obviously, I guess the last two games, Mike Evans has really gone off. But Chris Godwin has been the highest averaging scoring wide receiver so far. He's played one less game than Cup, uh, but he still averages more. I really like Chris Godwin before the year. He was on my list of guys I wanted to grab that were kind of like you know middling – our uh, wide receiver twos that could jump up. Um, Unfortunately, Joe got him, so that's unfortunate, but I'm going with Chris Godwin. All
0: right, Joe, who do you got?
2: So my wide receiver MVP is DJ Chark, and that's mainly just because he was a guy that in most leagues you could have gotten off waivers, and he's been a solid wide receiver two all year. Um, It's kind of slowed down the past couple weeks, but I think he'll continue to be a solid wide receiver two the rest of the year, and especially in a league as deep as ours where guys can be hard to find so really big for anybody who could have claimed him off waivers
0: yep so uh kudos to me once again no big deal in scooping dj chark early on uh but let's move on to tight end uh me and or we kind of have similar picks here joe picked darren waller and austin hooper i chose waller connor chose hooper connor what what did you like about the hooper pick so far
1: Well, number one, he was, if we're going back to the draft, he was a $1 pickup. So that, you got to love that. Number two, I believe he's the highest scoring tight end. So he's having a great year. And his consistency is very high. Every week he's scoring, um, you know, basically double figures. I mean, it's not one of those instances where he had a couple good weeks and then had a couple bombs. He's been a guy that you can play every single week. And McCory has been playing him every week. And I think he's the clear cut uh, MVP for tight ends.
0: Yeah, Joe, you, you pick both players. Um, I guess you can argue for either one here.
2: Yeah, I think both of them have been really good for basically either dollar during the draft or free agent tight ends. Um I don't really think you could argue against either of them. One of them has to be the MVP for tight ends. I think they're both pretty close, but they're both have had great years.
0: Yeah, I saw with Waller, I think maybe he has a little higher upside the rest of the season, but a hard dark either one, both of them for a dollar. So great picks by Jerry and Andrew there. Gotta love it. Now, now let's move on to some picks that haven't met the expectations. Starting with the QBs, uh, I went with Cam Newton. Obviously, he's been out for a few games here now with the injury, but even before that, when he was playing, didn't give you the production you were looking for as uh, you know a guy you drafted as a quarterback. You just start every week. Uh, in the two games he played, five point two and eleven point two points, and hasn't played since. He's going to be out again this week. Curious to see what the Panthers do moving forward um, with him and Kyle Allen. So he was my pick. Uh, Joe and Connor, you guys got the same pick. Connor's doppelganger here, so Connor, I'll give you the floor to talk about your boy Baker.
1: Yeah, it's it's tough, you know. I mean, the guy obviously looks like me. He's, you know, he's a good-looking dude. Uh, but, you know, I think he's been having a rough year. And I was actually I thought there was a lot of hype, probably too much hype with the Browns coming into the season. But I actually thought they were going to be uh, better than they are now. Uh, they have really haven't shown a, a lot of uh, anything good. And I, I don't really know if it's Baker's fault. I mean, he has a lot of offensive weapons. I mean, you look at his skill positions and, you know, there's guys he can throw the ball to. And you got Nick Chubb. I just think that they have a pretty bad offensive line, and I think that they've done a little uh, a piss-poor job on the offensive scheming. So I, I'm not really sure what's going on with the Browns. I'm not sure if this is going to be Freddie Kitchens' last year as their head coach, uh, but Baker Mayfield's definitely not performed to where everyone thought he was going to. It is 100% going to be Freddie Kitchens' last year
2: as a head coach. He is awful.
0: Anything else to add there on on Baker, Joe? Uh,
2: I just has not had a good year so far. Brown's got a lot of hype in the preseason. Haven't lived up to it. Nothing else really to say. You think that Baker Mayfield looks like me? Kind of. Facial hair a little bit.
0: You know, he's getting a little uh, spicy at the reporters today. You know, Connor, how do you handle your media duties?
1: dude it's uh it's pretty tough you know i mean it's usually all these fucking guys ask me about amd they're like oh is amd you know taking over intel's market share how do you feel about that oh hey check it out they're coming out with 10 nanometer and you know it's like can you guys just leave me alone and this is the problem when you talk too much when things are good everyone loves you but when things are bad you just come across as being immature let's talk about baker mayfield you could even apply that to cam newton it's just kind of one of those things is probably even steph curry it's like man you talk a lot of game i mean what baker mayfield i heard something the other day he's been in more advertisements than he's won football games it's probably true you know it's been a rough year for him
0: yeah definitely a rough year so far Uh, let's move on to our most disappointing running back uh jay i'll give you the chance to open it up here
2: yeah i picked todd Gurley as my most disappointing running back um i just don't think he's had a good year and just with the with the arthritis he's had in his knee i'm just not confident in todd Gurley in any game whether I don't know how many touches he's going to get, I'm not sure if he's going to get you know eight ten touches or if he's gonna get, you know 20 to 25 touches. I've just lost all confidence in Todd Gurley with not knowing what the workload is that he's going to get every game.
0: And uh, if you don't remember, that was Connor's bus pick for running backs in our first podcast we had before the draft. Uh, so nice call so far by Connor there. Uh, Connor, who's your pick for the least valuable running back?
1: So this guy, actually, I have him in another league, so I've been sharing in the tournament. Um, In our league, he was the sixth most expensive running back out of the draft, so there were some high hopes. This is uh, Le'Veon Bell. Uh, Right now he's sitting pretty as the 24th highest scoring running back, which has not been good. I really don't think a lot of it's his fault. I think the Jets are pretty bad. I think that Sam Darnold had some pretty rough games, to say the least. Um, Trust me, I got a lot of text messages when he did that one week. But uh, you know, Le'Veon Bell has not performed to where he was uh, thought he was going to perform. I mean, I think he has the talent to be f- top five. That's not really the problem. The issue is just you know the team that he's on and the players around him.
0: Yeah, Bell definitely been pretty disappointing so far. I went with Joe Mixon as my pick. You know, mixing a guy you drafted, hoping he could kind of be a that fringe running back one crack into that top ten running backs. Currently sitting at RB 32. And his last few games, he has scored, but they haven't really been great statistically. The touchdowns have kind of bailed him out to make them salvageable performances. Um, the the Bengals obviously don't have a lot going for them on offense. Um, now they're going to be without Andy Dalton moving forward, benching him for the rookie Ryan Finley. So going to be interesting to see how they look uh, moving forward. But yeah, Mixon, you drafted him hoping to be an RB1. He, he's been far from it.
2: And I just want to point out with both of your guys' picks, both of those guys were originally on my team, and they were guys that I have since the start of the year shipped off to other teams.
0: Okay, Joe, don't do your own horn. You trade Joe Mixon for Zach Ertz, who uh, I'm sure we'll be talking about later when we get to the tight end. So I don't know if there's much to clap about there. The um, old
1: adage is true. Don't trade with Joe. Well,
0: <laughs> let's look at our wide receivers here. We all got different picks as well. Uh, let's start with Connor.
1: So when it comes to the losers, I have every Rams wide receiver not named Cooper Cup. think coming into the year, uh, I would I'll probably think that Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks were almost a little more highly touted than Cooper Cup, but they were all, you know, kind of wide receiver twos that maybe could have uh, wide receiver one weeks if they got a couple touchdowns. But really, Jared Goff has been staring down Cooper Cup since the beginning of the year. And actually... Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks have not been doing that well. Uh, Robert Woods is the wide receiver 24. Brandon Cooks is the wide receiver 40. They are averaging uh, about nine points a game. That is about the same as Cole Beasley. So uh, not a good year for either of them. Um, But I really don't think it's their fault. Just like uh, Le'Veon Bell, I think that their teams have had some issues and uh, they're paying the price.
0: What was that Cole Beasley contract he got?
1: Oh, God, it was like four years, 27 mil or something. I thought it was something like that.
0: Shout out Cole Beasley. Getting paid.
1: Didn't I, wasn't that brought up at the beginning of the year and you guys all told me I was full of shit and it turns out it was true?
0: That's true. I think I was Joe who didn't believe it. Yeah. He was skeptical, just like we're skeptical of his math skills. Uh, but Joe, take the floor here. Give us your pick.
2: So my pick is for the worst or least valuable player in the receivers, Odell Beckham. Um, he was actually one of my most overpaid guys in the draft. He is wide receiver 29 right now. I believe he's averaging 10 points per game, a little over 10 points a game. Not really had a good year. Baker Mayfield struggled. The entire Browns offense, besides Nick Chubb, has struggled. Um, just has not been a very good offense, and Odell has suffered in that offense.
0: And uh, my pick, I went with Keenan Allen. And, uh, you know, he's he currently is sitting at wide receiver 12, but if you just kind of look at how his season has gone, it's been pretty disappointing. Obviously started off pretty strong at the beginning of the year, 22 points in the first game, 13.8 week two, 37.1 in week three. But since then, all uh, five performances under 10 points. Chargers offense not really looking too great. And Allen has definitely been hurt by that. So, you know, wide receiver 12, you wouldn't think it's a huge disappointment, but just kind of how he started the year and how it's really tapered off now. I would say Allen is my... Uh, least valuable player there at that position and uh, wrap it up here. We're going to go with tight end. Connor and I both had OJ Howard. I think the argument here there is that you're just kind of expecting him to be one of those top five to six tight ends. And uh, I would say now he's, you know, borderline startable each week. I wouldn't be, you know, it's, it's believable to say that he's not even rosterable. Even I would say in our league, uh, connor do you agree with that
1: yeah i mean i think i even had him as a top five uh tight end finisher um him and ingram i had were pretty close but he's just hasn't got any of the production that we all thought i mean um he is rostered uh, i believe um but i mean i think he's only startable in that there's probably nothing else better up on the waiver wire
0: yeah he's currently tied in 41 um, he's rostered by Curtis Jesus right now. Christ, so serious? he's been outscored by Mike Gasecki, Rhett Ellison, Hayden Hurst, Blake Jarwin, uh, Curtis's boy Dawson Knox, Foster Moreau. So those are some of the tight ends that have outscored Howard this year. So pretty disappointing for a guy you were thinking was going to be up there with the the Travis Kelseys and the Evan Ingrams of the world and the George Kittles. Um, and I
1: heard he was actually doing a good job playing. They're just having him block more.
0: Yeah, I'm not really sure. You know, Tampa Bay is a really fantasy friendly offense, so you know, that's going into the year I had high hopes for Howard, just thinking, you know, they throw the ball a lot with Jameis. So he was gonna benefit from that, but it just seems like the receivers have really only been the ones to benefit from that offense. Uh Joe, you're going with your own tight end here. What uh what's disappointed you about your boy Zach Ertz?
2: Yeah, unfortunately in one of those trades where I traded away Joe Mixon, I got Zach Ertz and he' not had a good year at all. Um, the emergence of Dallas Godare has kind of stolen some of the looks that Ertz had normally gotten in previous years um, from him. So Ertz is just getting less targets this year, which is affecting his fantasy numbers. Um, and especially when you pick him as a top three tight end, you would be hoping that he be doing doing a little bit more. He's tight end eight right now, I believe. So hopefully for my sake you can step it up a little bit towards the end of the year, but I am not optimistic.
0: Yep, I'm not optimistic uh, about it as well, just like I'm not optimistic about your pronunciation of Dallas Goddard. But uh let's move forward here <laughs> and uh take a look at the waiver wire. Uh not too much going on here. Kind of a slow week. Not really surprised now as the you know, the really thin waivers. You know, a lot of the players <laughs> who have value have already been picked up. So not a lot to take here uh our most expensive pickup of the week was mccrory dropping 40 dollars on trey edmonds running back for the steelers uh, let's just jump right into our best and worst pickups we'll start with the worst pickup because uh, this one was uh kind of a unanimous decision across the board here with the edmonds um joe you you picked this one i'll I'll let you give some analysis before I jump in here.
2: I just think Andrew was completely unaware that Jalen Samuels is going to be back this week.
0: Yeah, I'm not. I'm kind of surprised by the pick. Um, Maybe not the pick, but the price—$40 on um, what is the four-string running back for the Steelers? Obviously now Samuels is coming back. I don't know about. I don't think Benny Snell is going to be out long, and Connor, James Connor, will be interesting to see. How long he is out, it seems like it's going to be short-term if he's out at all. I think uh, McCory made have just panicked here because he does roster James Conner. Um, but yeah, curious to maybe know why he thought $40 was going to be needed. Um, Yeah, but uh, Connor, you you didn't write anybody down, but I don't know if you'd had a chance to look at it more. You got anything to add there for a worse pickup? Well,
1: well, I did write something down. I wrote none. Down. i mean if i had, you made it sound like i hadn't done my homework and i showed up unprepared eric how could you do this
0: <laughs> i mean it's a pretty lame take not well, picking it, any no i don't this think it's a, a prime tape, time right? to call someone out in the league and you're just right. squandering it
1: that's true but you're you're misrepresenting what i'm trying to say so i don't think there are any bad pickups this week i mean yeah, maybe did McCory kind of overpay for tradmins? Maybe you know, tra- Carson for 17. I mean, kind of whatever. I mean, we're so deep into the season, and uh, everyone has such varying amounts of dollars. It's just re- really kind of tough to call anything a bad pickup or an overpay if you're going to actually drop someone who is helping you out, which none, no one in our league would actually do that. So I don't think it was like that bad. I mean, I mean, 40 tradmins. Would you rather have? Trey Edmonds for $40 or Wayne Gallman for
0: $180? I mean, Wayne Gallman, at least Joe got to play him for one game, and he did produce in that one game. Uh, I find it That's hard to believe to that Trey Edmonds will be fantasy relevant at any point this season.
1: We'll have to see. I think, uh, I, think uh, I think you nailed it on the head. I mean, Macari does roster James Conner, and I think he wants some, a little bit of insurance on that.
0: So, yeah, he's gone deep down the insurance bank here with the four-string running back. Uh, But, yeah, we'll see. Maybe I'll have to eat my words, Um, but I doubt it. But we'll have to check back in in later weeks. Uh, Let's move to our best pickups now. Connor, I'm going to give you the floor to
1: uh, talk
0: about uh, our boy Danny Amendola.
1: I'm pissed, dude. I'm so pissed you got Danny Amendola. I can't fucking believe it. God damn it, dude. I uh, I needed a Gaflex spot this, this week, dude. I definitely do. And I thought – I was like, oh, I'll pick them up. Not a problem. And I, uh, I I just didn't bid enough. I mean you bet five. I, I bid three. I think um, it doesn't help that I've been sick yesterday. Uh, I, I, I definitely put in my waiver wire uh, requests earlier in the day and then worked and then went home and fell asleep. So that definitely didn't help me. Uh, but, you know, I should have overcome the flu and bid more for Damian Amendola to solid
0: pickup. And, uh, you know, I'm not even sure if I'm going to be starting Damian Amendola this week. Connor, you just mentioned that he was going to be a flex player for you. Uh, earlier today, I posed in the Discord asking what people would want us to talk about on the pod. Uh, Jerry mentioned negotiate a trade on air. So... Do so you want to make a trade for Danny Danny Amendola?
1: Uh, hmm. I would say probably not. How about unless uh, unless you want to throw me an offer? I, I don't. I feel like my team's kind of uh, it's kind of set in stone after I figured out my running back situation. How
0: about Danny Amendola for Chris Thompson?
1: You know, dude. Chris Thompson's kind of been kind of injured too. I would do Danny Amendola for Rex Burkhead.
0: Um, I you know I really would prefer Thompson. Uh, the deal I would definitely say for sure yes on Thompson, uh, if you're willing to go
1: there. I don't think I'm willing to go there for Chris Thompson.
0: Uh, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna think about that on Burkhead. Joe, uh, what do you think, dude? Yeah, Joe, do you have any input here? Are you still here, Joe? I'm still there. Joe, what do you what do you think about the potential offer? We're doing
2: I a mean, podcast, Joe. I mean, I think both players are pretty like fantasy irrelevant, so I don't know if it really like affects either of you too much.
0: I agree. So I don't know if I I, I like Thompson a lot more than I like Burkhead. Uh, just potential based on potential opportunity, I'd definitely be willing to do that trade. I'll have to think about it on Burkhead. Uh, Jerry, thanks for the suggestion there in the Discord. Uh, we tried, but wasn't able to come to a foregone conclusion, but um wow eric is a bad
1: trade offer wow yeah we tried i guess pretty
0: bored listening to that so let's move on uh wrap (laughs) it up here
2: with joe Who was your best pickup so i had darius guise as my best (laughs) guys sorry guys and i just think that (laughs) pronunciation skills is not a plus for me but I, I, was,
0: I was gonna say it's a little rough. Like your your math was, was off. You said, you said Jordan was eliminated when he wasn't. Your pronunciation has been awful. Like I was going one to ten. It's like the point zero two, like the decimals that you forgot to include in Jordan's uh, mathematical uh chances there. But so what, uh, do like? uh, what do you uh, like? Darius like uh... guys, Joe. You got the floor. What
2: do you like about guys? I well i just think i just think he's the best pickup for six dollars he's coming off ir And at this point with what's on the waiver wire i just think that if you can take a gamble on somebody that could maybe be a flex that could probably maybe be a solid flex play the last three four weeks of the season once we get into playoffs it is worth gambling six dollars on and that's why i really like the pick there really is not much on the waiver wire now so it's hard to find good or bad picks but I just think that's the has the best risk-reward out of any of the pickups. Thank you, right. Alright, All right. Yeah, I, I liked it too.
0: Um, curious to see what happens when he comes back. Uh, he'll be back week 11. Uh, he's not eligible this week. The Redskins are on bye next week. So week 11 against the Jets would be the first opportunity for, for Geis. So nice job there, Curtis. Uh, let's take a look at our matchups now and preview week 9. Uh, let's... We're going to start with our game of the week here. That's I'm taking on Jerry this week, a matchup of one versus two. Uh, Connor, I'll give it to you first. Oh, Joe, you got I, something to
2: say? Yeah. And I just want to offer, since I'm apparently the league bookie, I like to offer a bet to anybody. If anybody can go six and zero on their picks this week, I will give them 20 to one odds on going six and zero, picking the matchups. All right, so you heard that there. Uh,
0: I've I've been the only one to do it so far this year. No big deal. Uh, last week, a good week across the board for all of us. Everyone finishes four and two, so that puts our guest picker now at twenty five and twenty three. I'm at twenty seven and twenty one. Connor's at twenty two and twenty six. So Curtis and Hovey have been the best guest pickers so far. Both of them finishing at four and two. So uh, no pressure on you, Joe. Hope your your picks are better than your pronunciations. Uh, but Connor, I'm gonna kick it off with you first to pick the matchup between uh, myself and Jerry.
1: Are you not gonna take Joe up on his odds? Uh, I think that was for us, right, Joe? I mean, it's for anybody. Yeah, but you know, I mean, wh- but okay. who else is uh, gonna gamble besides you two? Exactly, and All we right. have a we have a, a podium.
0: Twenty to one, you said, Joe? Twenty to one. Okay, I'll put. Do you want to put five on this, Connor? Well, how much are you gonna put on? I'm gonna put five. I'll put five. All right. All right, book it, Joe. All book
2: right, it, Joe. All
0: right. And
1: if you want to, if you want to join our um, dive into gambling degeneracy, post your picks in the Discord. Exactly. Yeah. Have to be posted ball.
2: by. This has to be posted by game time on Thursday.
1: Oh wow, stipulations. I know exactly.
0: Uh, so, uh, Connor, you got the floor here.
1: Well, I got to change all my picks now for being serious about it. I mean, usually I just use this time to troll people, you know, and to just <laughs> talk up my own team. Uh, you know, shit on Chris as everyone should. Uh, no, so I guess Eric versus Jerry. I think this is this is a great matchup. You know, it's you love to see it late in the season. You got two rising squads. Uh, you know, top of the standings. Obviously, they've uh, they haven't played each other. That's why their teams have such a great record now they're coming in they're playing basically you know teams of skim, similar skill sets i'm gonna take uh, jerry this week i think that unfortunately for him lamar jackson's playing the pats that's gonna be real rough i don't think lamar's gonna have a good game although the pats have struggled in the past against mobile quarterbacks but besides that i really like all the rest of his matchups and i like the fact that his team is more talented than yours eric
0: all right uh joe who do you like
2: Uh, I like Jerry's team this week. Um, His team's been really hot lately. Um, I really like a couple of Jerry's matchups. I really like Tyler Lockett against Tampa Bay. I really like Nick Chubb against Denver. I like Lamar Jackson against New England, actually. I know New England has been amazing on defense, but I think that's going to be a game where it's going to be all eyes on that game. That's probably the NFL game of the week, and Lamar is going to have a big game this week.
0: I'm going to go with myself. I do like Jerry's team. This one's going to be really close. I just got to stay strong and hope I can ride my winning streak here. Jerry's team has been hot, um, but I I like that Lamar is going up against Patriots. D, that's a tough matchup there. I disagree with Joe, and I think Denver is a tough matchup for Nick Chubb. Uh, Cleveland's offense obviously struggling a little bit there as well. I would expect Chubb to score under his projection of 17.1. Tyreek Hill, kind of a tough matchup against Minnesota there. Obviously, his receivers, Tyler Lockett, Tyra Williams, Darren Waller, all with pretty juicy matchups. So that's kind of scary. Um, but looking at my team, I think my wide receivers are a little bit under projected. I'd be willing to bet that at least three of my four receivers go over their projection. So I think my pro- projected total is a little undervalued there. And uh, even uh, Kirk Cousins, I know last week he didn't throw any touchdowns, um, but did throw for a lot of yards. I think the touchdowns will come and he has a good matchup against Kansas City. So I think even him I think he's maybe even a little under projected as well.
1: And of course, you know, you just have the absolute luck that Cooper Cup is on by this week.
0: Yeah, so yeah, I'm down Robert Woods, which you know obviously hurts. He's a starter, but it hurts Jerry even more with Cup being out. So yeah, definitely a good note there from Connor um, that he is out. So um, no thirty point games out of Cup this week against me.
2: (laughs) But Eric also has David Johnson out because of injury this week, correct?
0: But David Johnson uh, is officially listed as questionable after today. He was out at practice going through drills, so uh, potential he could play. I'm not really sure who I'm going to start in that second flex spot. I currently yeah. have Amandola in there. Um, I could also go with Devontae Parker or David Johnson um, if he does play, um, even potentially Damian Williams. I think they're all. Um, I mean, for what I have this week, they're all options. So not really sure what I'm going to do there. But um, I'm probably leaning towards either Amendola or Parker. Um, Both of them, I think, will outscore their projection. So I feel good about either of them. Uh, Moving on to our next matchup here. The opposite theory will come back true this week because we got Connor taking on Chris. Connor currently projected to win 110 to 91.1. Connor, I'll give you the floor here. As a 19-point favorite, what do you like about your team?
1: I uh, I just really like my flex spots, to be honest. I mean, I think across the board, um, my team is going to score more, and I'm going to win, so I'm taking it myself. At the same time, I think, I mean, unfortunately, Chris has to play Mason Rudolph. That stinks. I got Aaron Rodgers. We all know how he's been doing this year. But looking at my flex spots, I have Jamison Crowder and Jalen Samuels. I think Jamison Crowder is going to outscore his projections. He's playing Miami, and the Dolphins are trash. Um, and I think they're both going to absolutely dominate. For sure, and Allison Jeffrey and Darius Slayton, I, I really don't think are going to have uh, anything to really, you know, go home about. Although uh, I know I think Slayton had a good game last week, but looking at Chris's team, it's just kind of tough. He has to play, you know, Duke Johnson, Mikel Hardman. It's just uh, it's a little rough pickings over there.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know, curious to see what Chris does this lineup. Sterling Shepard potentially coming back this week. Uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. could also be a decent play with the 49ers running backs a little banged up. Uh, but I got to go with Connor here. I just think he's a clearly the better team here. I like what you said about Samuels. I think that gives you a big boost to your running backs. Um, obviously, they've been a little depleted, so a nice boost there with him potentially being the starter. With James Connor um, questionable in that game, um, I'm
2: going with Connor. Joe, rounded out here. Is it going to be a sweep? Uh, yes, it is. I like Connor this week. I think Connor's got pretty solid matchups. Uh, this has some players who could have big games. A lot of boomer bust guys, but I just like Connor in this game.
0: And uh, Con, looking at your roster here, we we glossed over it earlier. You made a trade last week with Ben uh, to acquire Matt Brita, giving up Evan Ingram. Uh, talk us through that deal a little bit.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, I've been pretty uh, pretty crazy trying to get a trade finished up the past couple weeks, and uh, I was really trying to get. Uh, package Evan Egram because, I mean, I think he's a a very solid tight end, but I don't need two tight ends. And uh, looking at the rest of the season, I'd rather have Kittle. So for me, I just thought I saw him as expendable, although I think he's the fourth tight end overall. So he's not like he's a bad player. I was really trying to package him with one of my stellar uh, wide receiver twos and get a get a nice running back. But really, I couldn't make any headway. And uh, I don't know, man. Some people just like they they so much over – think they're about their own players. They think their players are good, and it's just its kind of tough to get a trade done sometimes. So eventually I think I just woke up, and I was like, I, I think I'll have to lose a little bit of value. And so um, I actually was – when I was originally talking with Ben, Going for Josh Jacobs, but we couldn't figure it out. And then I saw he had Breda on his bench, and I was like, all right, just give me, just give me Breda. So I think is you know, he's a low end wide receiver too, um, but I, it, he's definitely a guy that I can play, which is great. And at that time, I wasn't so sure about Jalen Samuels and Chris Thompson's been injured, so I definitely needed to make a change.
0: Yeah, definitely a big upgrade for you at the RB2 spot. And he's uh, still got Kittle there at tight end, so still a strong position for you. Um, but I like the trade for Ben as well. Um, getting a tight end. Obviously, we know a few weeks ago he had started Luke Wilson. I think last week he started Tyler Eifert. So those kinda kind of had been slim pickings at tight end for Ben.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, I'm actually kind of surprised that no one was really offering me a lot of trades for Evan Ingram. There's a couple guys out there who don't have any strong players at tight end, Ben included, um, at least before we made the trade. But, uh, yeah, you know, at the same time, I just want to be very clear. I do think that – if you just go by straight value, I think Evan Ingram's worth more than Matt Breda. But when it comes to positional scarcity, I, I needed a running back and uh Ben was available.
0: Uh but so yeah, great uh great to see another deal get done there. Ben been pretty active in the trade market this year. I think that's three trades for him uh on the season.
1: And of course Breda, right after I trade for him, he sprains his ankle. So I, I
0: love it. <laughs> so yeah, it's the just second like... running back you've trade for that's it. then gotten Correct. injured. Correct. So uh You know, if you trade a running back to Connor, chances are you're not going to feel bad about it since you probably won't get to play that much. But uh, let's move on to our next matchup here. Our guest, Joe, he's taking on Spencer. And uh, looking at the projections here, this is going to be looking like a close one. Spencer projected 108.1 to Joe's 107.3. Joe, I'll start with you to give your pick.
2: I mean, obviously I'm going to pick myself because it's kind of tradition on the pod. Can't pick against yourself but I think it's going to be a really close game. It's
0: probably like our closest game of the week. I, I I agree. It's going to be a close one. I'm giving the advantage to Joe. I like his receivers and the matchups there compared to Spencer's receivers. Um, you know, Spencer, obviously he has old up Beckham as his one. Uh, Kenny stills a good waiver wire pickup. Just uh, not sure how I feel about his matchup there. And uh, Preston Williams as his other receiver. I like Joe's Cortland Sutton, Robbie Anderson. Allen Robinson and Chris Godwin, all pretty good matchups.
1: Yeah, and you're looking at Spencer's team, I, I think he has a couple of really bad matchups. I mean, Tampa Bay has a very good run defense, so Chris Carson's, I think, going to be under his projection. Uh, Minnesota also has a good defense, and right now he's playing LaShawn McCoy, so I think he'll also be under his projection. So overall, I think Spencer's got a couple of tough matchups.
0: So that's a queen sweep across the board for the underdog there, Joe. Moving to our next matchup, we got Hovey taking on Jordan. Uh, remember, you can get Jordan at twenty or 15-1 to 1 to make the playoffs um, if you're willing to go through Joe the bookie. And Jordan currently projected victor 1 to victor, 100.1 to 91.7. Uh, I like Jordan this one. Hovey's pretty hurt by the bye weeks this week. Michael Thomas, Otavius Murray, yeah. Joe Mixon, Saints D as well. So four starters for him all on bye. Jordan has Julio Jones on bye, but that's the only one for him. Um, so I'm going with Jordan. I like Tevin Coleman again this week going against Arizona. 49ers backfield a little banged up, so potentially some more carries for him there too. Uh, Connor, who you like?
1: I'm taking uh, I'm taking Hobie this week, man. I don't really like who um, Jordan's starting in his flex spots. He's got Tariq Cone and Ty Johnson. It's kind of rough. And uh, Manuel Sanders got a, a touchdown last week, his first week with the Niners. I think they're really going to use him a lot in their offense. I, I really like him a lot. And Kenyon Drake, I mean, obviously, he just got traded too. So he might actually get some playing time as well, but I'm taking Hobie.
0: Uh, Joe, rounded out. You got a break to tie here.
2: Yeah,
1: I decided to go with Hobie too. I mean, I
2: picked Jordan's team to finish in the last start of the year. So I got to kind of stick with my guns. I'm going with Hobie this week.
0: <laughs> All right. So a two-to-one advantage for Hobie there. Look at our next matchup. Uh, this one could be a big one as far as the playoff standings. We got Ben taking on Andrew. Both teams four and four kind of trending in opposite directions here ben currently projected the winner 116.1 to 106.1 10 point favorite for ben connor who do you
1: like i got ben you know it sucks uh i think we were kind of joshing on him for doing the aaron jones jamal williams combo but it has been working although like, he doesn't actually have jamal williams playing this week but i think it's just crazy how ben's his team's been playing really well and now he's just getting Devonte adams back so uh i think his team is very solid i think he's gonna he's gonna win this game and likely uh go on to make the playoffs
2: uh joe who do you like uh
1: i took ben this week i think ben's got
2: some pretty good matchups i think aaron jones against the chargers is a good matchup i like amari cooper against the giants um i just think he's got dk metcalf against tampa bay could end up being a pretty good could have a pretty solid game i just like ben's team this week um Andrew's still got James Conner in his lineup and we don't even know if he's going to play. And then he would have to probably start Frank Gore if he didn't play. So that could be a little bit tough. Um, I like Ben this week.
0: Yeah. I like Ben as well. Like you mentioned some pretty juicy matchups for his bigger name players, Cooper against the giants, Aaron Jones against the chargers. If Devontae Adams does come back, that's a good matchup there. Josh Jacobs against Detroit, uh, I do think I would like Carson Wentz at quarterback for Ben over Kyler Murray. Wentz with a tough matchup against the 49ers. Or, excuse me, Murray with the tough matchup against the 49ers. Wentz going against Chicago. I think Chicago by name is kind of a scary defense, but I just I just don't think they're as strong as, as people think. So I, I would like Wentz there in the starting lineup. But I think either way, I'm going with, with Ben there. That's a good point. Uh, moving on to our last matchup. We got Curtis taking on Tristan. And uh K- Curtis is projected to win 122 to 106.6. Um, I, don't, I don't got much to say on this one. I'm taking Curtis. Uh, I just think this one's going to be a blowout.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely taking Curtis. I mean, this team is pretty fucking good, dude. And if you just take a look at who is starting at the flex versus who Tristan's playing at the flex. Yeah, it just tells a story. That's kind of how I like to look at teams because, you know, all the good teams have solid players and all their, you know, running back and wide receiver spots. But who they're playing at flex, that really tells you how much depth they have. And Julian Edelman and Jordan Howard, those are solid flex players for Curtis. Um, and I like Russell Wilson this week against Tampa Bay. I'm going with Curtis.
2: Uh, Joe,
0: did you give your pick? I don't think. Yeah,
2: not yet. I'm going with
1: Curtis too.
2: I don't think it's a complete blowout by like Curtis to win by about 10 points.
0: You know, I'm going to give Tristan a compliment here to wrap up the podcast. Uh, His uh, number two running back is Mark Walton. And uh, Tristan actually picked him up like a few weeks ago before Walton kind of became kind of early on before he was able to really become the Dolphins starter. So some nice foresight there and seeing that uh, Walton has some potential to maybe be a guy who takes over that lead back role. Obviously now with Kenyon Drake being traded, uh, makes it much more obvious that he's the lead back. So I want to give some kudos to Tristan there for that pickup. Um, But unfortunately, I think he's going to be falling to 2-7 and here.
1: Yeah, a quick shout-out about the uh, Mark Walton pick. He actually – I know about this because I I played Tristan the week that he picked up Mark Walton. He picked him up like Saturday morning as a free agent. Um, I think it might have been right after Miami's bye week. So no one really even had him on their radar. And now he's actually turned out to be a very serviceable running back. So shout-out to Tristan.
0: Yeah, he did uh, have his best game of the year. Going to see there, Connor scoring ten points, uh, in uh, his upset victory, handing you your first loss. Um, So let's let's, let's end the show on that note. That's going to do it for today's episode of
1: the pod. Uh, Joe, thanks for coming on uh, once again.
2: No no
1: problem, pleasure to be on. Welcome back, and I will take you up on your uh, fifteen to one bet on Jordan making the playoffs. I'll put five bucks on it. Five bucks? Okay, I'll to like
2: mark that down somewhere oh that down in your uh spreadsheet where you do the correct math
0: <laughs> uh, connor hope you feel better soon get well soon thanks take care of uh that gonorrhea you got going on
1: wow okay, okay let's not okay it's jesus christ <laughs> <laughs> jesus, <this guy. laughs>
0: that's gonna do for today's hell. episode so hope you guys enjoyed and uh, we'll see you again next week thanks for listening